being adaptive, being creative. I think that's the biggest thing for sure. Just kind of seeing what the marketplace is out there and, and figuring out other ways to kind of market yourself and get in front of people the, the best way possible. And if, if that's as we're doing now, Zoom calls with potentially a customer because they don't want to meet face to face or whatever it be. But I think if you're adaptive and creative, you'll, you'll be successful. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Super excited to be uh, bringing you a uh, young leader, 31. Uh, Jordan has had a very, very successful uh, sales career. And we spend a bunch of time talking through the different steps, you know, post-student works about uh, decisions he made and organizations that he joined. Uh, Really, really happy where he is now. Really, really excelling at a high level. And um, I think you're going to love the lessons and love, you know, what he has to share today. Uh, the reason why we do this is is to share information, but mostly to attract amazing people like Jordan, university, uh, college age students who are looking to run a business. We are right now actively recruiting next year, 2024 students. So if you know of any amazing students who are looking for a big life or looking to do really well, please send them our way. You can send them to our website, studentworks.com. You can share this podcast, or you could also send me an email, cthompson at studentworks.com. I hope you have an amazing day. So Jordan, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Thanks, Chris, for having me. Yeah, no, awesome. Awesome to have you. And and, um, you're one of our, you know, sort of brothers and sisters, sibling combos who um, you know, we've had many of those throughout the years and, and, and another successful brother combo, you and your brother, AJ, you know, and I guess you got involved with his business before, but let's, let's talk about even before getting involved with AJ and his business as a painter, who was Jordan? What were you up to, et cetera? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a good question. I, um, you are, you are right. I'm brother of, uh, of AJ who, who did the student works program, but yeah, as a young kid, I uh, I would say I was a pretty I, I maybe not hyper but you I mean active kid never never really like stood still was always out playing road hockey or playing with buddies and yeah school was school was tough in that sense but uh, always always a very hyperactive kid for sure. What had you you know drawn to go go join your brother's business and, and get involved with student student works? I think it was uh, he. He kind of forced me in a sense, but <laughs> other than that, no. It was uh, I kind of. I've always grown up in a in a sales environment. My dad's been, uh, you mean, a serial salesman for his whole life. My sister as well. But joining my brother AJ and kind of helping him paint or drop off flyers, it was it was nice to know that hey, if Jordan, you drop off a hundred flyers, you're getting X amount of dollars or whatever. And it was it was nice to see the what what I did for work got me earnings. So it was, it was kind of nice to see that tangible kind of uh, result in a sense. Awesome. And so one, I know you were with us for a few years, you know, why don't you just sort of just broadly describe your experience at, at, S, at, at student works and, and what you got out of it. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was to this day, one of, if not the best experience I've ever had, it was, 
it was amazing to see what a young person like myself who didn't really think he had anything to give in a in a sense really take on an an entire business uh your payroll your hiring your firing your marketing your producing your customer service uh it was awesome so kind of you mean and learning learning tough lessons too i mean i i did in a sense a mistake but you mean hired a few buddies that, that you had to get rid of and those are tough conversations you have to have but it's a reality of life but and also you mean hiring some really really good marketers and really good painters and and creating a successful business it uh it really sets you up for kind of the real world i mean i did an arts degree in in school took a lot of business classes but I, I do find that our traditional education system doesn't necessarily teach you real life lessons. It teaches you a lot and it's really good to go through and, and teaches you some adversity. But I think Student Works is, is a really good breeding ground for just true life lessons and, and sets you up for success in the future. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's great as well as is, you know, we learn from our mistakes. You know, it's like, oh wow, like, you know, and it, you know, again, it's it's just, you know, starting to identify who would be a good recruit, who isn't a good recruit, who's ready to do the work, who's not ready to do the work. And, and I'm sure there's a real good chance those people who you recruited early on in university are now really successful in the workforce, I imagine, because they grew up and they're, they're mature and they know that, hey, mom and dad aren't going to look after them their whole life. And they're making stuff happen. But at the time, they weren't ready. You know, and and so so looking for those signs is obviously a key a key factor as you know leaders and, and looking for for key people. Yeah, and, I, and absolutely, and I think kind of the way I'm not sure if you structure it the same way now with your franchisees and stuff, but with the way you you pay painters is in piecework. So it's rather than hey, I'm going to give you X amount of hours, uh, or say hey, you know, I'll pay you for your hourly work. It's no, you paint these garage doors. I'm paying you for four hours. If you do them in three, I'm still paying you for four. So it it really, it really, you mean you kind of got some really good painters and some really good motivated people because they wanted to make money and they they saw the effort of, hey, if I do a really good job in less amount of time, I can make more money. And it kind of gives them the thought of, hey, like this is this is kind of cool. So absolutely. And and you know, as we like to to call it the results economy. And I know you're still involved in the results economy just because the roles that you're taking. But what do you still use from your time at StudentWorks? I I think the the biggest thing I use is is just the discipline of hey, if if I if I put in this work and I knock on X amount of doors or talk to X amount of people during the business day, you will see results. Um there will be some times that will suck so to speak or will will not be not be good for in, for instance in my industry currently it's it's the summers uh july next time i'm directly involved with uh with dentists and uh in my current role and they're not busy but if i keep knocking on doors and keep talking to as many dentists september october comes around and it's it's booming again so the the fact of just keeping the discipline and putting your nose to the ground and, and working hard in those in those kind of crappy months so to speak you know, one of the things we love to do is kind of walk through decisions people made. So, you you know, you graduate from Laurier, you know, successful, a successful operator from our business, you chose to go to Xerox. So what, what had you interest in doing that? Um, yeah, Xerox, I mean, I, I know for a fact, Xerox is kind of world renowned for their sales training. And, and, fo- and I, I actually followed my brother again. Uh, my brother worked at Xerox for a while and my, and my dad did as well. 
So he worked, uh, he worked there in the eighties, um, got my brother into it. And then I kind of took on the same, Hey, let's, let's, let's do this. It, it really worked out, worked well for both of them. So I, um, yeah, I applied and, and got the role and, and, uh, worked for Xerox for, for, uh, for roughly a year. It was awesome, awesome experience. The sales training, as I said, is, is second to none. You learn a lot of, a lot of interesting, a lot of cool techniques that, that you don't really think of. And, um, yeah, it was a great experience. And so I, I know you were sales rep of the quarter, sales rep of the month. You, you really excelled, you know, well above your plan. What sort of things? are different about selling at Xerox because I know them, but what sort of things and what sort of things did you, you know, that, that were different, you know, selling, you know, B to C rather than B to B, you know, so business to consumer, which is, that's what we do at student works B to B. What sort of things did you need to learn? And then obviously help set you up for the future, uh, future jobs that you've had. Yeah. I, I think, I think B to C uh, kind of like student works is, I wouldn't say more relationship based because relationships are always very important. And that's, that's one of my strongest, strongest assets as a salesperson. But I think B2B is more bigger picture and seeing kind of how it's going to affect that business down the road and, and really getting kind of, Hey, if you buy this photocopier, for instance, it's going to cost you a fair bit up front, but in the longevity, it's actually going to save your business money. And I think you just have to think of more of the bigger picture. Similar to to painting, you mean exterior windows or garage doors and such, but I think it just has a little bit more of a bigger impact on a on a business versus an individual. But yeah, I, I think it's just a, a bit of a different sales role, um, sales cycle too, kind of a little bit longer. Like some of those sales cycles take six months to eight months, where doing works could take an hour. Yeah, absolutely. We we're looking to, you know, it's a, it's a week or two, maybe from the canvassing to, you know, so, so, you know, the, the interest to, to the conclusion. And, and one of the other things that I see is financing. So that's a big piece is, is, you know, a lot of times financing with businesses is a big skill set or, or learning. And then the other piece is, is sharing the monetary purchase, how buying a, a, a photocopier rather than sending it out can make the money or save the money. And, and running, running the numbers, as it were, is a huge part of, of sales, um, which really, again, I guess that, you know, on the painting side, it's, well, you protect your windows and you save money. So that's part of it. But there's real numbers that, that go into a lot of the sales that you've done, right? And that's a significant thing. For sure. And, and kind of as you kind of mentioned the financing, so jumping into interest rates and lease terms and finance terms and, and a little more detailed stuff on that is definitely uh, is more more B2B for sure. What had you want to sort of jump out? And I know you went and joined Parkview BMW. What had you want to move over as a business manager? Yeah, I, I saw I saw some earning potential there. I mean, Xerox was great, um, but I, I I wanted to change it up. I was all, I've always been interested in cars, and uh, I saw the earning potential. And as a young kid, you you kind of have an opportunity to make a bit more money. You you jump on it, and so I uh, I went over to to Parkview BMW and was was a finance business manager, however other other dealerships call them. But uh, but yeah, so I I mainly sold kind of insurances and vehicle add-ons. So. Someone purchases a vehicle, you come into my office as they refer to it as the box, which is never a term. But um, and then also a big portion of my job is kind of relating to what you mentioned is the financing. So I deal with a lot of the finance and the lease terms, interest rates, credit applications. So more into kind of the detailed behind someone's personal finances. So 
it's a bit of a it's a bit of a, a role where you have to be kind of understanding if someone says doesn't get doesn't get approved. So it's a very it's a very tough role in that sense because sometimes you have to deliver the bad news that they're not going to be able to get a car. So it's it's a it's an interesting and and great role, and I think I really excelled at it um, just because of my ability to kind of converse and and build relationships with people. So what what had you sort of after four years want to sort of look for a new opportunity? Yeah, I think I was just in in a in a, in a role at, at Parkview, and I was doing a really good job, and uh, one of the kind of the top business managers there. But there wasn't really much growth opportunity at the dealership at the time. Maybe in the next two, if I added on another two, three years, I, I could have been maybe become a sales manager or sort of something along those lines. But at the current time, there really wasn't much. So again, I was I was young, wanted to kind of take a different step in my in my career, and, and decided to make a change. So okay, so where, where did you decide to go, and how did that go for you? Yeah, th- this this part of my career was was in a sense a a few a few speed bumps, but still really really was important in my growth. But I left Parkview BMW and, and went to a company called CSI Stars, and and what they did is they sold recognition programs. So for corporations, you I mean you're with a company for X amount of years or performance uh, awards, we would sell those programs to companies to incentivize employees to work harder and ultimately bring in more revenue for, for the, the corporation. You know, not quite the fit that you were looking for. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. Not, what was, what was good? What, what wasn't good? Yeah. I, th- I think it was, it was a great, a great position because it kind of got me back to my Xerox roots in the sense of you're more on your own. So you can kind of run your own day. You're not as structured in the office, which was great. And it was, it was actually going quite well, but unfortunately at that time, the, the company that I was working for, wasn't as successful as they wanted to be and in a sense went went belly up and and kind of I mean stopped having a sales force. So they kind of just went straight to head office and uh that's kind of their their sales model from then. So it didn't really leave me in a in a good position in a sense. But uh but as I said, it, I mean you you learn from mistakes or you learn from things that negatively happen to you and you you get stronger. So yeah so from there I I mean Kind of went to uh, a medical device sales company, and again, really, really good role. Loved it, um, but COVID happened. Why don't we go back? Like it's one of those things, you know. The you know, it's it's. I I think there are very very few people who don't have setbacks in their career. Like it just is. Like you know, and it, here's a setback that really, again, Jordan had nothing to do with. Joined a company and they went through struggles, right? And that impacted Jordan. So it's it just is, you know. And and obviously, we're always looking to assess the success of a company, and it's difficult, especially private companies. You know, I'm sure they were telling you they were doing great when they were they were recruiting you, right? And 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 again, I, I'm not suggesting that they weren't telling you the truth, right? So, and then they changed, decided to change their model and who knows, maybe that model's going great for them too. So, but obviously that can impact um, imp- and did impact you. So, so it's, and, and then, you know, the big piece is, is these, these things come at us and then how do we handle it? And, and one of the great things that, that you chose to do was move into medical, medical sales. Medical sales is a really, really great spot in the economy medical and dental sales it's it's like 
we're, you know, <laughs> aging population, people need dental care, people need medical care, and, and people who can be successful in those, those areas are really, really have great roles. So, and then obviously, hey, impacted by COVID for sure. So was the world. And, you know, sort of, I, I, you know, so why don't you tell us, I know you're now at the Stroman Group. So why don't you tell us how you got involved and then how, how the pro- progression has been so far? Yeah. So, yeah, as, as you said, I'm, I'm involved with the, uh, the Stroman Group now, which is an, an amazing corporation. They're, they're based in, uh, in, in Switzerland. But I, I mean, I, I'm kind of working, obviously, in Canada. But yeah, I, as as mentioned, I mean, COVID wasn't wasn't too friendly to a to a salesperson joining an organization, kind of right at the beginning of of COVID, kind of kind of near the end of 2019. So I was, in a sense, low man on the totem pole. So, I mean, you can read between the lines there. But yeah, I, I got referred to uh, to Stroman from one of one of my brother's friends. Actually, he's out. In, he was out in BC. Running a, a sales team uh, for the Strawman Group, and we we were I mean conversing, and he said, "Hey, why don't you, why don't you apply? I know you're kind of looking for a job," and and I did, and we went through a pretty intensive interview process, three or four interviews, a couple hours long, that sort of speak, and and got the job, and I, I've loved every second of it. So it's it's a really good role for me, just because it's it's about sixty percent farming and about forty percent hunting, so. The hunting ability that you kind of gain from from a student works or a Xerox is is obviously front and center. So gaining that new business and that that dopamine kick is is always fun. But the farming is the biggest thing for me. So increasing the share of wallet of an account is is super important in a company like this. You we sell everything from dental implants to digital workflows for uh, for dentists. So and there's it's a very competitive market. So. The fact that I mean they can be placing multiple different implants is fine when you first get them going, but if you build that relationship and get them to trust you, they eventually will only place your implant, and that's that's kind of been a huge success for me over the last almost three years now. Just getting involved with with corporations or I mean with dentists and getting that trust, and, and they eventually will will give you their whole share of wallet. So, hey leaders, I hope you are enjoying this podcast. As we approach and surpass 300 episodes, well over 95% of the leaders that we have interviewed have been alumni of the Student Works Management Program. It has been an honor to participate in their development over the years. Starting now and only for the fall months, we will be on campus at universities and colleges in Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you are interested in being a leader in our program or know someone who does, please go to the show notes and hit student works and get sent to a landing page to apply. There is a bold student works that you can hit to go to a landing page to apply. Thanks so much. Back to the show. Yeah, and just just that that difference, like you said, between okay, opening up an account, 
But then a lot of sales sales organizations give people the opportunity to open up the account and then it kind of falls into quote unquote head office, right? And you don't get the opportunity to sort of expand the wallet. So obviously this role gives you both, which is which again is a is a is a neat thing. Now, now again, some people are really just good at opening accounts. Some people are really just good at farming. So they really are looking for unique types of people who actually have both those skills, right? Because they are different capabilities, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. That that's a really good point too, Chris. That you make is that some people are really just good at hunting and finding and moving on to the next one, and some people are are better at growing that share of wallet. And I I think I have the ability to do both. And you know what? It took me 10, 11 years to find kind of a, a really good role for me, and I and I think I found one here at the Strawman Group. And it's places like uh, like uh, Student Works that kind of get you to figure out how you how you grow and how you like get you to that point. Right. Um, so, and, and also another thing too, that I'm doing with the Strawman group is I'm a field sales trainer. So I, I, I train new, new additions to the company, which is, I kind of look back on my experience with student works of, I mean, you're kind of one-on-one coaching relationship and they come out to the field with you and knock on doors and do some painting with you the odd time. And I always kind of look back at, I mean, past managers of myself, uh, I think John was one of my managers and Chris, uh, Chris Shear, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Was, was one of my managers. And those days were always kind of fun and interesting, but also very important in your growth because you learn a lot of stuff. Uh, and I kind of take that experience and, and pass it and pass it on to new hires at, at Strauman. Yeah, no, I think that's a great, I think that's a great model. And again, I'm not surprised at all that you're excelling in it and enjoying it because, and it also adds another flavor to your business. Well, hey, I'm I'm selling, I'm I'm growing wallet, and then I'm also modeling. You know, and one of the big things that we find, and we talk about this with our coaches all the time. We've, by the way, we've changed the term. We used to call them district managers. Now we just call them coaches. And and one of the things that 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 we see is when we actually coach others, we perform at a higher level than we when we're doing it ourselves. Like it's like we perform at this higher level. We know we want to get all the steps in. And then all of a sudden, you know, to, to do the training well, and then all of a sudden, when we go back to doing our role, we're like, well, why am I not doing it at that level? <laughs> do you yeah, find yeah, that, Jordan? Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, it, it's funny. You kind of go back and you, you get these like little questions and you're like, man, I should know this. But then you, you kind of catch yourself and you're like, I got I to gotta look back at my notes, but it, it makes you a better sales rep. So um for sure it's uh you kind of catch yourself and you you get lazy sort of speak of certain things that are just kind of second nature and then you're like wait a second i should really know why i say those things or like little 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 details like that so it uh yeah performing at even a higher level of integrity and i think i think i think that that coaching opportunity is a great is a great role to do that so i think that's wonderful Absolutely. I, I would highly recommend it if, if anyone you mean in the program eventually gets an opportunity to kind of coach or be a field sales trainer or whatever your corporation calls it. I highly recommend for sure. Awesome. And so what did you need to change about yourself? If you think about, you know, as a university student, what did you need to change your, about yourself to become the value creator that you are at 31 and, and really excelling in the economy? That's that's a tough one. Um, I I think. I don't necessarily know if I needed to change any anything. Like obviously, I did change, but I think for me, it was more of a natural progression um, of just kind of changing as I grew up. So, I mean, as you, I mean, you you kind of leave university and in, in, in this real estate market, you're 
nine times out of 10, you're, you're, you're probably staying with your parents for a few years to kind <laughs> yes, of yeah, that's right. gain some money to either get some rent or, or, or buy a home. But, um, but yeah, I, I think just the, the natural progression of, okay, now I'm moving out and now I have to, to rent a place on my own or, you mean buy, buy a home and, and have a mortgage and you just, you have the natural responsibilities that kind of force you to change. So for me, it was, Hey, I'm, I mean, living at home, I, I'm making all this money. I can, I can do what I want, but now it's like, no, I, I gotta buy my own food. I gotta, I gotta pay more rent. Gotta buy, buy a home and, and all that stuff. So I think for me, it was more of a natural progression, but I think the fact of just becoming more disciplined in your personal life. For sure, for sure. And so, what key habits would want would, would someone want to steal from you, uh, Jordan? I think just the the consistency and the discipline. Uh, it's just getting up and and making those ten calls or or, or or setting those kind of personal and professional goals that you have, and, and really making sure you hit those every single day. If it's ten cold calls, or if it's you mean I gotta I gotta visit one or two customers a day, like. I'm not sure what it would be for you personally, but I think you it's important to set set goals and achieve them. Yeah, and and also set personal goals too. Like for instance, I don't know if I've told you, Chris, but I, I'm doing triathlons now. Awesome. So I'm I have a goal of doing a half Ironman next year and I'm I'm starting in the training. And it's it's kind of daunting that it's well, not daunting, but it's it's wild that it's a year away, but I, I've already started the training. So it's it's kind of yeah, have your personal goals too, right? So, I mean, you wake up, you work out, you work and kind of do it all over again. So I think it's important that goals and, and really hit those benchmarks. We feel the same way. Like, I think, I think again, and what what impacts you by, by becoming more and more of an athlete and turning, you know, back the clock as it were to, to, to fixate on that and commit, commit to that actually then improves your role as a father, as a, as a partner, as a sales rep, as a sales trainer, you know, so, so, so it's just like, and again, I just love the focus on consistency and just, you know, again, we, 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 you know, it's just people will hear this quite often. It's like commit to that input, you know, like don't get so focused on what was the result of the day? Because again, sometimes the result of the day won't be very good. Meaning I didn't open up a new account. Like, you know, <laughs> dentists are pretty challenging to deal with at times, right? It's like just to get a moment with them is difficult. So it's like, hey, I'm just, you know, go in and make the input. Okay, maybe it didn't work. Maybe it's on the fifth or seventh or eighth time that I'm actually going to get to get a chance and get get to get to have them try out my my product. But but just I know that if 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 I keep doing that, eventually I break through, you know, in the hunting, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And, and there and there's success stories for myself like that. Like for instance, there's there's a dentist I worked on for I mean, I've been in the company close to three years. It took me two and a half years to to get through his doors and he finally bought a product from me. <laughs> and he's I'm all, I'm already gaining more share wallet. So it's just it takes time. You gotta not like gotta be consistent as as you kind of mentioned and and just make sure that you're always polite and, and respectful and, and just uh, eventually that door will break down. Yeah. Just that, that, that's the game, right? Hi, how are you? Do you have a moment? You know, here's what we're offering, etc. Yeah. And then, and one of the things as well is in your type of business, a big piece is obviously they do have a supplier. 
So, so then all of a sudden it's like, they, I don't know, they have a hard time working with the implant that day, or gee, they, 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 you know, read something about Strauman and the products they're using or whatever. So it's, it's just, again, just in your mind, making up that, that what you're doing is having an impact, uh, For sure. you know, in the marketplace. Yeah. And actually that kind of, that kind of brings up a thought, uh, that I didn't really mention before, but I've kind of taken the approach now as I've gotten a little more, a little older and more mature is use it use cold calling not as hey i want your business but more of a consultative uh consultative approach so hey i mean i'm jordan from x company or whichever and i want to help you be successful that might not be buying an implant from me today but it's hey i read this study or i had this article i wanted to share it with you and then it kind of gets them to take a backseat approach of hey this guy's not bugging me to buy something from him he's actually he actually wants to help me and eventually what will happen is, as you said, they're using the competitive product and something goes wrong and they're like, ah, I want to switch implant companies. And automatically they'll think of, hey, that guy, Jordan, he really helped me out. I'm going to give him a call. It's like and becoming a, a um, you know, you're teaching them, you're providing value, right? And then, and then it, eventually as well, there's this uh, law of reciprocity in the world. You know, it's, it's uh, the Hare Krishna, you know, uh, basically will look to hand you a flower. You know, if you've ever got the experience of walking along the street, people are in an airport, people are looking to hand you a flower or something. You know, what ends up happening is, is that, if you accept the flower, then they ask you for money. And it's really hard not to give them money because that's just the law of reciprocity. It's how successful people operate in the world. It's how our community operates. So over time, people feel more and more indebted. And again, not in a negative way, but in a positive way. It's like, wow, look, look what they're providing. And it has someone want to, quote unquote, give back, which is great. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, and I think it's just kind of as I said, just just be more of a consultant, and and I mean, it might take a little longer, but you, I think you will actually um, benefit more in the long run if you take that approach than more of like a hey closer, yeah, exactly closer. And it's and again, it's difficult. Like one of the other pieces in the medical and dental space, it's very difficult, quote unquote. It doesn't work as a closer. You know, you're you know, again, it's it's the 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 people making the buying decisions are all very practical science led what is the data show me exactly you know it's etc et making the best possible decisions for their practice and for their patients so yeah exactly and it's a very competitive competitive market space so i mean i'm one of 300 implant companies that that dentist has met with in the last x amount of years Literally so 300? it's, it's it's wild how many implant companies there are. There's there's probably there's probably five or six big ones, but if you look at the amount of implant companies out there, there's there's at least three hundred. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. It's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. So, anything else you'd like to share with our young leaders on this podcast, Jordan? I mean, I think we've we've touched on a lot, but I I, I think if you mean you mean sort of you mean kind of pumping student works tires in a sense, but if if you have the opportunity, I, I would do it for sure. It, it taught me a lot. It, it set me up for success in, in my future and, and uh, got me to where I am now. And very good, happy place with I mean, young family and such. So if you have the opportunity, I would definitely dive in uh, wholeheartedly. Well, thanks. Thanks for thanks for the for the for the uh, recommendation. And, and so the final question, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, Jordan, what comes to mind? I think just someone that's, you mean, very uh, adaptive. You mean, the world is constantly changing, especially e even since I was a, an operator and in, in, uh, at Student Works with 
I guess, gosh, 12, 13 years ago now, I guess. Things have changed simply just even with the internet. So being adaptive, being creative, I think that's the biggest thing for sure. Just kind of seeing what the marketplace is out there and, and figuring out other ways to kind of market yourself and get in front of people the, the best way possible. And if, if that's as we're doing now, Zoom calls with potentially a customer because they don't want to meet face to face or what, whatever it be. But I think if you're adaptive and creative, you'll, you'll be successful. And, and even touching on what I said earlier, consistent, just, just be, be consistent and, and do all your daily tasks and, and you, you will ultimately be successful for sure. Well, fantastic. Well, thanks so much for joining us and, uh, and, and all your contributions today. We really appreciate it, Jordan. Yeah. Thanks, Chris, for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.